episode 198, Recapping Educause 2012. This is the Ericast for the week of November 11, 2012. From Ericast.com. Welcome to the Ericast. So here we are again. Thank you for listening to the Aircast 206-339-3742, listener feedback line right up front. So when you decide later on, oh, I need to make a call, but I can't remember, 206-339-ERIC, you can just come right back to the beginning, and there it is referenced there. And people do call, well, a person does call. So I want to say happy birthday to Matt. And Matt, uh, Matt is, is not only a loyal and dedicated listener, but an astute listener. So he has read between the lines of the, the latest Ericast theme. And before I get into the quick little Educause review to explain where I was and what I did, um, let's take a listen to Matt's call. Hello, Eric. This is Matt calling from California. Um, just listening to episode 197. And I'm pretty sure at the beginning of that, you said you're going to stop after 200. Wow. So, here's my take. Uh, I am, uh, I've been down that road. <laughs> I've started and stopped so many things in my life, I should get a gold medal. Um, if you stop, um, everybody, I'm sure all your listeners, and certainly I would understand. Um, but as long as you continue to do podcasts, I will continue to listen. Um, I enjoy it, and you said, no, you, you find yourself not interesting. That's how we all are. We listen to ourselves, most of us. Um, but I, I, I actually really enjoy listening to your show. I've gotten to know you a little bit through the show and a, a little bit about uh, life in the, um, what do you call that, the Midwest, I guess? <laughs> I don't know. Um, and uh, so I, that, that makes it very worth it for me. And then you know, your take on technology and other things uh, is pretty interesting. So. Um, I hope you continue, and even if you do one a year. But if you don't, no sweat. Uh, I'm sure we'll stick your tabs on one another. Um, second thing, uh, you were talking about traveling, and uh, I don't travel as much anymore, but I always try to stay away from doing a big touristy thing if I'm traveling for work um, or to a conference, especially since Don's just not with me, and I don't want to go uh, sightseeing without her. So I usually try to find some little hole in the wall joint um, that, you know, somebody doesn't, you know, maybe uh, somebody on Twitter or Facebook said, oh, this place has the best, you know, pizza, this place has the, the best whatever, you know, you just got to try it. And then I usually try to do that and always try to eat and uh, shop local where I can when I'm, um, when I'm out of state. Um, but, yeah, I hear you. It's not, uh, it's uh, certainly Denver, and I've been in Denver, Denver several times. I can tell you I have done nothing while in Denver other than go to conferences I have not been any place to be bad. So I hope you have a great trip and a wonderful uh, conference at Educon and uh, look forward to hearing um, all about it on your return. Um, so then, um, happy November, happy almost near the end of 2012. Talk to you soon. Bye. Well, thank you, as always, Matt. Um, yes, by the way, this is probably the upper Midwest. I think that's the official term for this chunk of the Midwest, but Midwest works. Um, yeah, so here I am, and I think I think the next episode is going to be more on my Denver experience, and this I'm going to try to get to the... It's it's really hard to summarize Educause. I suppose that's probably the case for any similarly sized conference. Um, I think there were... It's about two and a half days. 
forget what the count is. It's around 4,000 people present. Each day, um, you have these sessions, you know, they're 50-minute sessions. And there are about, oh, I should probably count them up, you know, five, six, seven sessions a day. Friday, I think there were only, there were only two on Friday and then the closing session. So how do you summarize that? And it's just, but I'm going to try, because that's what the Aircast is about. So the opening keynote was by Clay Shirky. If you have not heard of or read anything by Clay Shirky, just go out. You know, you're, you're grown-ups. Just go go find some Clay Shirky stuff. Look up his TED Talks, that kind of thing. Very, very popular. I I love Clay Shirky. Between Clay Shirky and Gardner Campbell, um, I'm just set for all my educational needs. And the first session was a panel discussion featuring Gardner Campbell. So it was it was pretty good. I was kind of happy with the way it all sort of hung together. So major themes that, that you would not get just by Googling... Clay Shirky or Gardner Campbell or whatever. One of them, and the reason I opened with Matt's call, is I'm sort of processing this distinction that there are groups. People do fit into groups or categories, and there are demographic cohorts and that sort of thing. And yet, everybody is an individual. Really, really individual. So at some point, there's going to be a certain quantity of stuff that you just can't account for. You just you can have all your data points aligned, and there's still a, a certain... It's not random. It's not magic. It's just other. And I'm holding those two things in tension, because the other thing I was really enthused about... This is something I'm actively thinking about. And Matt, you actually would be able to uh, to comment on this. Uh, so would uh, Joneser and Digital Dan and various folks who've done customer service stuff. I was walking the, the vendor show floor trying to find somebody that could sell me a product that does this. I and mean, granted, I really don't have a budget, so wouldn't be much of a sale, but I was hoping that somebody would say, oh, you're talking about such and such. And what I got was a lot of blank stares and everybody saying, wow, that's a really good idea. Hmm. Let me put you in touch with our vice president of marketing or our VP of new sales initiatives or whatever. So here, here's what triggered this. This year, there was a ton of talk about Learner analytics, student analytics, pick your term. And among my circle, I can just say that, and everybody immediately knows what I'm talking about. But you might not be involved in higher ed. So here's, the basic pitch is, um, by the way, in Minnesota, which is in the upper Midwest, it's now cold enough that the furnace is kicking on, and our new furnace is not as bad as our old furnace, but it's going to kick on here, and there's going to be noise in the background, sorry. Okay, so you have students, right? And the idea is that you build a system that looks at what they're doing in their online learning management system, or LMS. Uh, Blackboard, Moodle, Desire to Learn, Canvas, there are various products that do this. Uh, it's where all the, where their assignments are, where the instructors enter the grades, that kind of thing. So you got that, right? And then you have the official student information system, or the SIS, that's what holds their official grade of record. It has their transcript, all that kind of thing. 
And the idea is that you have a student analytics system that looks at those and then creates some sort of dashboard or early warning system that pops up all the red flags to advisors or instructors um, doing predictive analytics and it can say, you know, Johnny hasn't attended um, class in three and a half weeks. He's probably going to fail. That that sort of thing. Maybe we should call Johnny and see if he's okay. That that sort of system, except more advanced than that. I don't know how much more advanced, but more advanced than that. That's sort of what that does. Okay. And everybody's selling a system that does that. It's the big you know talk of the town. Super. There's the furnace. Super popular thing here. So here's what I was explaining. I said. I'm not faculty. I support faculty. So I don't have students. I have faculty members. And what I want is a system that does that for my faculty. I want something that looks at uh, what they're doing in the learning management system, looks at their HR information, looks at the email groups that they're a part of, looks at their inventory, which we have. We have an inventory database of their equipment, looks at their trouble ticket record for our ticketing system, and weaves all that together into a dashboard for me that says, oh, Dr. So-and-so is part of the distribution list for the such-and-such group, and the such-and-such group was just awarded a huge grant. You should probably drop a note to Dr. So-and-so and congratulate him or her on the grant that their group received. Or Dr. So-and-so is sending eight times more email than usual, which means they're either doing something really cool or really bad, and maybe you should check in with them and see if they know what's going on. Or, well, we know that Dr. So-and-so signed up and attended these two classes sponsored by Human Resources on training for this particular tool in the learning management system, and yet, three weeks later, there's still no activity by them in that tool in the learning management system, maybe you should check and see if they need some extra help. All those kinds of things. Nobody had anything that does this. It's kind of like a CRM, customer relationship management tool. Um, I've been told that something like Salesforce sort of does it, but would be way overkill for what I'm talking about. But maybe not. I, I don't know. So... So I thought about that a lot. That was kind of, you know how sometimes you get stuck? I guess you might not. This is a personality trait of mine. Candela inherited it, by the way. So God help Candela, because she is, is just like Daddy in this. So I kind of got stuck on that theme. Though, as an aside, uh, uh, so a couple other random things. Clemson uh, University down in South Carolina is doing really cool stuff with social media, um, social media analytics, looking for um, sentiment analysis against various topics. They've got a big lab that does that. That was a cool demo. There was also a school, I forget which one, got in my notes somewhere. There, um, so they have, they have a, a tech desk, a help desk that, that does problem resolution. They created a grading rubric. So every ticket that was answered, and someone said, how long does this take? Like, you know, once you get good at it, one of the tech desk managers, you know, one of the full-time staff, they can sit down, take about an hour on a Friday afternoon, and they grade every ticket. So, you know, uh, an, an F is, you know, you didn't answer the question, you took too long, did not even give an answer at all, it was incomplete, it was completely ignored. 
and a C is you know you got an answer within the amount amount of time you know so you told him something and an A is wow you told him something really useful and you linked to our knowledge base and you gave all sorts of extra information and it was just super useful so that was kind of cool that you then can give this feedback to the students and I mean yeah you're grading the students and I guess there's a little bit of a pressure of you know yeah, the furnace is off huh. uh, a little bit of pressure of you know that great anxiety but sort of building a culture of assessment and saying well let's take a look at that so that was cool and then what they said they were going to do I think this is a really nice step is get back to the client and say hey your issue is resolved and in addition to the standard two or three question survey what do you think how to go how do you feel whatever is say here's here's the ticket with the resolution and all the information and stuff what grade would you give it based on this rubric which I thought was fascinating because it does a couple things one it exposes the rubric to the client so you can basically say here's how we're evaluating our students and their performance so if if you think we're missing something you better let us know because otherwise we're going to be giving people high marks and you might think that you know yeah but you're not taking into account you know friendliness or whatever uh, whatever possible other variable there is well you need to tell us that because we're evaluating them based on on this scale on this structure and the other thing speaking of data about your clients don't tell anyone but this is kind of interesting okay what if you did some sort of database correlation deal thing where you could measure the I don't know what the right word would be the um, you know, the, 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 the reality <laughs> the um, idealistic distortion of your clients and give them sort of rating some sort of rating where you know this person yeah they're pretty accurate you know when they get bad treatment they know it's bad treatment and when they get good treatment they recognize it as good treatment and their evaluation lines up with our our quote-unquote impartial evaluation and then you have some people who are are just not well grounded <laughs> wow we have we have we've tried to help them eight times in the past two months and the students know that this person is really ornery, so we've we've rolled out the red carpet, and they've done an excellent job on on these trouble tickets. And we look at the rubric, and we line it up, and we say, "Wow, these are A plus tickets," and that client is still complaining and rating them C's and D's. We now have some sort of objective, quantitative measure that this is an unreasonable client. I think that'd be kind of interesting uh, because I'm sure there are some. They're not the norm, but man, I think we spend, it's a whole weird 80-20 math deal stuff where 80% of your effort goes into 20% of your population, blah, blah, blah. And you would never, you'd never be overt about that and say, oh, well, we've documented you as an unreasonable person, therefore we're not going to help you. But it might help sort of triage or short circuit some of the escalated complaints you know when the uh, when the person who's always you know been demonstrably reasonable says this is just atrociously problematic you know hey we better listen to him because that he's usually spot on about these things and when the person who always complains about everything says that there's a problem with something 
then you just kind of say, well, we'll need to touch base with him, give him a call, and give him a hug, but I'm not going to worry about fixing and, and altering a bunch of systems based on that report. I know this, I, this is one of these things that we in customer service are not supposed to talk about, like out loud at least, but it happens. <laughs> I think it's kind of interesting. So um, that got me thinking. That was sort of cool. Um, what else? What else? What else? I know those are kind of the highlights of the, um, yeah, I think, I mean, that's, that covers the big stuff. Um, I just can't recommend highly enough to go out, um, read Clay Shirky, read Gardner Campbell, find whatever you can of theirs. It's just good stuff. I love Clay Shirky. I, he was the one that talked about cognitive surplus. I'm sure I've talked about that in the podcast before. And that notion that, you know, society has, has had a bunch of spare time, you know, burnt on things like watching TV. And if you take even just a fraction of that time and spend it on creating something, even if you're creating quote unquote dumb things, it's still better than just sitting absorbing television, which is just contributing nothing to society. I think it's a great thesis. I think that's pretty powerful. So anyway, that is the super brief. Uh, do I have? Do I have time? Hmm. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna wait until next week. No, maybe I won't. I'll squeeze it in. So yeah, this this one might run a little bit long. Um. So Tuesday night, election night here in the States, for my international listeners, haha, I was at a, uh, a TechSmith party, kind of like an after-party, but before anything starts, so like a pre-party. TechSmith uh, is a company that makes Camtasia, among many other things. Uh, Ask3, A-S-K, numeral 3, Google that, new product of theirs, super cool, super duper cool. Um, it's a very interesting conversations there. That was nice. Basically, these are just at, you know, like uh, party rooms at bars and things in the, in the downtown Denver area. So this gets back to the individualism thing that I opened up with in the, in the beginning. So Wednesday is a big party night. And I'm not a big partier, but, you know, you, you go to these things to connect with the vendors and stuff. And the, the first party was up at the Wincoop Brewery, which is apparently a big famous brewery thing. It's kind of like on the, sort of on the north end of downtown, sort of, sort of a little bit off the beaten path. But that's fine. Um, and that one started first. So I was going to do that one, then Blackboard, then, uh, then Pearson learning. Pearson being a big te- textbook publisher. So I went up there and walking in, it was fine. I felt perfectly safe, but, but there was a, uh, a woman who gave me this, really convoluted, disjointed story about losing her wallet on the shuttle, and she had a two-and-a-half-year-old at home, and she was a nursing student, and so she needed some money so that she could do I don't know what, uh, because she couldn't get her wallet back until the next morning, and since she had a three-year-old at home, I'm thinking, wait, 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 do you have a two-and-a-half-year-old or a three-year-old? Because those are different numbers. Um... I did not give her anything. Sorry, you call me a bad person, but it's like unlike the other guy who at least had like a you know next day who had a story that 
sound a little bit more reasonable. I'm like, okay, fine, sure. You at least get points for being coherent and in, in, in connecting the dots of your lies as opposed to just inventing random stuff. Um, yeah, maybe I'm cynical. I'm not sure. Anyway, so got to that party early and was, was sitting there. Um, and I just, just didn't feel comfortable. Just for no reason. It was it was fine. I mean, yeah, the the whole, you know, hustled by a bad storyteller. I guess that you know maybe set a bad tone, but just it's just sitting there like yeah, something just just wasn't right. So I left that one, went down to the blackboard party, which was fine. Um, blackboard is known for kind of a. a uh, a raucous party, I guess, as as parties go. I mean, here's the thing: you've got you've got a bunch of geeks, okay. So think, I mean, think geek, okay. Now think academic. Now think academic geeks, and that's what this is. This is an academic technology conference. These are academic technology people. This is. Um, so the Blackboard dance floor was a really interesting mix, because you had the academic technology geeks out there. And then you had the various other employees and things who obviously weren't the stereotypical academic technology geeks. And that just made for an interesting mix. It was two worlds colliding in, in, a, in a fascinating way. But beautiful venue was the, like the 38th floor of something or other. And that was fine, whatever. Okay, so then I went to, to the Pearson party. Um, and was greeted you know, politely at the door. Um, nice people. Uh, ran into their event planner named Heather, uh, who suggested a particular beverage. It was very nice. They had these cute little swizzle sticks that lit up. I didn't get one, but, you know, whatever. You know, just chit-chat a bit. Met a really interesting guy um, that had uh, that had worked for Blackboard. I thought it was great. So now, when I think Desire to Learn, the company behind the first party, I, I think, you know, eh, I didn't really have much of a connection to them before, and you know, they're fine. When I think Pearson, textbook publisher, who I didn't have a connection to before either, I have really nice thoughts about Pearson. If there, if if I were to see two emails come through in my inbox, one from D2L, one from Pearson, and I had time to open only one, I would open the Pearson one. Okay, here's my point. What was different about those? There is absolutely nothing measurable to illustrate a difference between those two companies' experiences. What did D2L do wrong? I mean, well, even if you cross out the, um, you know, pick a venue that's a little bit further away from the hustling bad storytellers. Uh, but, I mean, I could have just as easily been hit up for cash on the street below the hotel the Pearson party was in. So that doesn't really work. Was it the personal connection thing? Well, I'm sure there were people at the D2L party who felt just as personally connected or more so, and probably people at the Pearson party who didn't really feel that connected. They came in, they didn't really talk to anyone, and they left, and they were disengaged and thought D2L was really cool. So it just really, really struck me that no matter how much you do about marketing to groups and thinking about particular you know demographic populations and whatever you do and that's all good that's very very good but it still comes down to individuals and 
those individuals could just have quirky, random things that completely skew one way or the other. So sure, on a big, broad population measure, you can say this is more likely to help this than that or whatever. But it's still all odds, and it still comes down to particular people. Kind of interesting. So based on that, and based on Matt's encouragement, it's possible that this particular person will continue to podcast for the sake of you, a particular person, and we won't worry about broad themes and niches and stuff like that. We'll just just be you and me. I don't know. But I still need to talk about... um, the, the Denver experience in general. So I will definitely do that. We'll at least have one more. That gets us up to one, 199. Ooh. Huh. Hmm. Do I really want to end with... I don't know. I'm, I'm already running over this week, so I'm not going to worry about that. Anyway, thank you for listening. 206-339-3742. Listener feedback line. Call. Let me know what you think. Tell me what you think of Educause, Clay Shirky, Gardner Campbell, or any similar topic. And until next week... Take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from Ericast.com. Visit us at www.ericast.com.